ladies and gentlemen, from All Seasons Studio 306 in Midlothian, Virginia, it's The Undiluted Truth with Mike and Ben. Today's episode, more international health regulations from the who? Bill. Do not forget to like, subscribe, and share. Our podcast email is theundilutedtruth.podcast at gmail.com. Hello, Aunt B. Hello. Ladies and gentlemen, that was a short <laughs> intro because, well, that's the wrong intro. But we're going to roll uh, with that today. Oh, sure we are going to roll with it <sighs> because uh, there are short people in Whoville. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Um, that's that's no jokey uh, matter. That's not even a short joke. You want to go ahead um, and welcome everybody? Uh, yeah. Why, why don't we go ahead and welcome everybody back to the Undiluted Truth? My name is Ben, and well, you've heard him, and let's welcome in our host, Mike. Oh, hey, doing? I am here and ready to, and raring to go. Oh um, man, that might just have to be our new our new start. I don't know. Well, uh, it was definitely a new start. Yeah, absolutely. And we didn't uh, didn't expect much of that to happen, but that's okay. Uh, you know, when when you're speaking of Whoville, yes. You know, it, you know everybody's going to equate Whoville with Dr. Seuss and the Grinch and right. and all of that. Absolutely. Now there there may be a a Grinch in uh, to speak of in what we're talking about and have been talking about, but new international health regulations with our friend John Campbell is going to bring us uh, from a, a gentleman named James. Roguski. I've not heard of this gentleman. I've heard, you know, I've researched this briefly. This guy has done some, he, he's done some research and he seems to know the history of what is going on with this health treaty that the WHO has put out that we did about four episodes ago, three or four episodes ago. Yeah. With this yeah, health treaty about. that uh, the UK was debating about. And what we have found yeah. out is this thing's yeah. this thing's really floating, and maybe not floating, but it is being distributed all across the world currently. And we're going to talk a little bit more about what that means and what kind of health regulations are coming down the pike. So, okay. but I mean, I, I what I wanted to do, Ben, is well, we didn't officially welcome. All of you rock tumblers and truth seekers out there, and uh, it welcome. It is great to have you here. It's great to be here. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, there is no health crisis. There is a corruption crisis, and that has not ended. Yeah, so, right. Uh, re- remember that when you are tumbling your rocks that, hey, some of these things are going to make sense. Some of these things... You may have, you may be hearing for the first time, uh, and we do not want you to miss anything here because there, around the world there there are a lot of things going on. I mean, there was just uh, if you didn't know, there was just an international COVID summit, and that was with the what I'm going to call the good guys. You know, okay. that was with uh, Robert, yeah. Robert Malone, uh, Pierre Corey. Dr. Paul Merrick and 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 those guys. So the, and 
I've not dug into exactly what those guys were talking about. I know a little bit, so mm. we will eventually be reporting on that. Uh, there, there are a lot of things, as we mentioned, going on in the UK. Uh, there was a new report out, uh, vaccination uh, connection between, and this is the COVID vax, but uh, right. connection between that and multiple sclerosis. Sclerosis. Uh, really? Yeah. Okay. You know, uh, there's another report on excess deaths, uh, new data out in the UK based on the vaccine and complications from that. Uh, misinformation and personal threats going on over there. Um, believe it or not, a, a, a rise in atrial fibr- fibrillation, hmm. uh, says, okay. says the, the British Health Association. Right. Um, I mean, there are things going on all around uh, us. So, and we hopefully will be the next episode. We will be video. I mean, we were close, Ooh, but we okay. ran. We ran into a snag. Had to get a piece of equipment uh, replaced. It's on its way. Uh, and that's the one that I'm excited about, and I'm okay. not even sure if I mentioned Dr. Not Dr. Well, you could call her doctor, but uh, I don't think she cares to be called doctor, but uh, Barbara O'Neill, who is a health expert. Okay. Uh, I don't remember hearing her name. Yeah. Well, and we're going to tell a little bit of her story and how she was basically forced out of Australia because she was doing good. She oh. was she was treating okay. people. She was treating right. people, and she had this health clinic and uh, or health retreat, probably a better term. How but she's got you. an awesome story, and this woman is amazing. So, how uh, dare you have a health retreat that uh, makes people better? Yeah, yeah. Shame on you. Yeah, how about that? So, but uh, well, let's get into these new regulations. Now, this is going to be very interesting. So, uh, you know how we roll, guys. There's going to be some things I had not heard this for the first time until I dug into this particular interview. Okay. So there there will be some interesting things, but ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, and I know we've been talking about it, but the WHO is posturing itself to be a worldwide controlling authority on yeah. just about anything that they term as a threat. Doesn't even have to be considered health. Think about it. There are people out there now that say, man, it's getting a little bit too hot for this time of year. What, what, what do we call it? Let's call this global warming. Oh, that's a threat. Right, exactly. Lock everybody up. Yeah. You know, I mean, th- th- this is this is what could happen, and they are posturing themselves for just this. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and get into this, and we're going to pick it up here with uh, James Roguski is sort of explaining to John Campbell— what has taken place and how these amendments are being distributed, and they are not what most people think. Okay. They're replacing, or not replacing, but they're amending some serious regulations that are already in place that most people don't know about. Okay. And that's speaking of the, and I'm just going to speak for our country. The sole authority of the executive branch, now when, when sole authority has been given to them, it passes legislation and everything. It goes right 
to the the pin of the president, if you will. So just keep that in mind, and uh, we'll pick it up here with John Roguski speaking. Sounds good. And it's not the people or the parliament who have the authority to do that. It's just whatever leader it is in your nation that has authority to communicate with the WHO. Now, in every nation that may be different, but um, that difference is a a cognitive problem. People have cognitive dissonance about, well, you know, somebody's going to have to approve this. No, it's acceptance by acquiescence. You know, your silence is consent. If you don't say no, or, or rather I should say, if President Biden doesn't say no, or if your prime minister doesn't say no, then it's just going to go through. And unfortunately, both the United States government and the UK government were the ones who sponsored this, and nobody ever told the people. Wow. And once these amendments come into force, I've had lots of people say, well, I'm not going to I'm not going to follow these. I, I'm going to skip out of these. But this this will be legally enforceable, won't it? Well, again, now we have to separate so as to not get confused. Um, the, the amendments that were done last year were not the all-encompassing problematic amendments that people have been talking about. The amendments last year primarily just shortened the time period that you would be able to reject them and they would come into force faster. So let's, let's like draw a line in the sand in our, in our discussion right now. You know, there are things that people can do in the United Kingdom, you could go to uk.stoptheamendments.com, sign a petition there. Um, you can go to australia.stoptheamendments.com to sign the petition there. Um, unfortunately, you've missed the opportunity to go to canada.stoptheamendments.com, <laughs> but they only needed 500 signatures. Oh, and wow. I think they got almost 19,000 in 30 days. In the UK, mm. um, you need 100,000 because you have a larger population. And it would um, result in a public discussion of this amendment situation. So now moving forward into the second issue, which are the amendments that um, were um, first made public in mid-December. But I'd like to rewind just a little bit to give the explanation of how this all came to be. Last May, in addition to adopting the amendments that we've been discussing, the World Health Assembly also adopted a, a plan to encourage other nations to uh, you know, update the um, international health regulations. And so they said to all the nations, by September 30th, please submit any proposed amendments. So on September 30th, or a little bit thereafter, a couple of nations were late, um, uh, there was 197 pages of proposed amendments. They tallied them up. There were 307 specific amendments to the international health regulations. They pretty much kept that completely secret until mid-December. And they revealed them in mid-December. I reported on it. Um, you know, people have learned about them. And, and so we're certainly not going to cover all um, 307 <laughs> amendments you know, now I hope we can cover some of them, but I think the question was, um, and, and correct me if I'm mis- misremembering the question, you know, h- what effect is that going to have? How is that going to be enforced? And, you know, is it going to <clears throat> take away our sovereignty and, and, and so forth? Well, the, the actual answer to that is very similar to what we talked about before with an added twist from Russia, okay? 
And so the issue is the power to approve or disprove, disapprove them or, or you know, fail to approve them or reject them has been taken away from the people and their representatives and has been shifted to the executive branch in most governments. And, and so it's not the case that any of those amendments are going to be reviewed by parliament or voted on in any kind of referendum or any such thing. The power was shifted back in 1948, and it was enforced again in 1969 when the international health regulations were agreed to. And so it's your executive branch of your government that will be required to enforce the agreements or, or the, the obligations under the agreements. Now, this isn't normally where I start, but because it's your question, Russia proposed an amendment to Article 4 of the International Health Regulations. And you can dig up the 197-page document, scroll down to Russia, and you'll see <laughs> that they, um, if, if the amendments were to be adopted, it would require the um, government of each nation to enact legislation, or that could come in the effect of you know, a regulation from some ministry or agency, or it could be an executive order, you know, however they might implement it. The nations would be obligated to enact legislation to have something called the International Health Regulations Focal Point, which I bet you didn't know you had one of those, John. Okay, Every nation has a national, a national IHR focal point, and their current um, job, their, their obligation, is if there is some kind of an outbreak in the nation, um, they are supposed to be in 24-7 communication with the WHO, and if, if there's a problem, and it could be, you know, a, a worldwide problem, if there's some sort of pathogen or, a, you know, um, chemical spill or radiation leak or something like that, they're supposed to immediately alert the WHO and start the process of alerting the world, okay? Well, everyone has an office in their nation that has that connection to the WHO, but they would, they would require expanding the authority of that IHR focal point to enforce the obligations that have been agreed to if the delegate agrees to any subsequent amendments. Now, there's been a lot of talk about the many different amendments, and I'll try to touch on three or four real quick if, if you think that's the next thing I, I, I should probably do. Okay, so let's pause it there for a second. And let's, I mean, th this, is, this is really interesting and, and, and pretty heavy. So what he's saying is, is we, we go back in time in, into the 40s, and what has happened is, is each country has taken a representative, if you will, uh, and they've taken a one individual member to sort of uh, be a li liaison between the country and the World Health Organization. And then it was sort of fine-tuned in the 60s, uh, you know, maybe amended a little bit. But the... The representative is the one that goes in and listens to all of these regulations and amendments, and then he'll come back 
and he will say, yeah, these look good, and you know, the president might sign off on it. And it's typically, I mean, think about it in 1970, if they signed off on uh, the WHO and new health regulations uh, for any worldwide outbreak. I mean, people would have yawned and kept cutting their grass and went to the ball game. You know, right? I mean, it just. Yeah. But now, think about that authority, and you really have no. Nothing goes through the legislation, and some of these amendments that they're talking about, and like I said, we're not going to go through all of them because there there are piles of them. Because in what they're doing, and I've seen some of this done physically by John Campbell. He'll he'll pull them up and say, "Well, the new amendment is." eliminating this verbiage and adding this right. or eliminate you know adding yeah. this and, and so forth and, and that's done throughout this document mm-hmm. and so I think the things that would raise our eyebrows is, are things like the WHO has 100% authority to determine what is a crisis health-wise or right. or right. or Otherwise, so things might be changed from health crisis to threat. Now, it's no longer a health crisis. It is they have the authority to determine what is a threat, and then they can act accordingly. Right. And and you, but, have, you have really no say about it. But they can act accordingly to whatever they think. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to point that out. But they have but 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 what has happened over the years and, and even right now that they're looking to expand it is they have they they want in this document, this new these amendments to make it clear, they they're the last and only word on what for instance, what is a threat? Right. What is a pandemic? Yeah. You know, and then the protocol or the focal point, you know group would have to basically relinquish information and give them the authority to act accordingly and then they will follow that they, they will basically be saying okay we are the we are the international health regulations focal point right and we yeah. we are going to make sure you have all the information from our country that you need and we will make sure this this is what he's saying now we will make sure this happens Right. Now that's that is that is some very you know soft sand to be but to be building your house on if you're if you're looking at freedom and sovereignty and and what what that could possibly do right to the country and these people <laughs> these people really don't even we go back to the very beginning Ben that they don't have our best interest in mind they, it's no. all. It's all again about power, control, exactly. and, and and money, and you know while they sleep, mm-hmm. you know the, the 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 you know everything's getting stolen out from underneath of you, uh, and this is what we're talking about. But but what he's trying to say is, ladies and gentlemen, it's not just this. Don't be focusing on this. Just this treaty, the authority's already sort of been given away. In the past, right. and and when when this thing is sort of done, you know the real problem is it doesn't go to legislation. You can't go to your congressman and 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 they, you know, their constituents. It goes right to, as he said, your prime minister or the president, 
in the ex- executive branch. They go, let's roll. Sounds good. And it's a done deal at that point. So yeah. this this is this is heavy. It's interesting, but uh, we we, uh, we really need to pay attention to what's going on. I mean, there's a lot going on, ladies and gentlemen, behind the scenes. Should should I say the behind the scenes right in front of your face? I mean, that's, yes. that's sort of the way it is. Yes. you know, you just have to be looking for it. So let's open open up our eyes and continue to seek truth. We'll we'll continue here. Uh, for the last little bit of this, but uh, good stuff here. Back to uh, Mr. Roguski and John Campbell. Yeah, no, no, I'd like to do that. But I mean, it's, this is just incredible. So we've got we've got decision makers in Russia working through unelected bureaucrats in the World Health Organization, working through unelected bureaucrats in the United Kingdom and the United States to enforce laws on you and me. That's the sound right. <laughs> exactly, and and so, you know, some of some of the incredible, some some of the um, proposed amendments were jaw dropping. I I still recall. Yeah, let's go for, go for those, James. Please. I, I was sitting right <laughs> where I was sitting right now when I first read it, and I saw my jaw just hang mm. open. I couldn't believe what I was reading, yeah. but it's all in print. Okay. All I'm doing yeah. is pointing out, you know, their documents. Get ready. So, um, Bangladesh proposed. Uh, a change to Article 1, and Article 1 is just all of the definitions. And in that, I think you're aware of this, I think you've already reported on this, the current definition of a standing or a temporary recommendation is that it's non-binding advice. Well, that's what a recommendation is. Everybody knows that, okay? Well, they would cross out the words non-binding, but coupled with other um, proposed. Well, they just crossed out the word none and left in binding. Binding, yeah. Well, actually, they, they crossed out non-binding. So in and of itself, it, it's just saying that recommendations are advice. And, and so other nations have put forth a multitude of, you know, 307 amendments. But the clearest one is from Malaysia, where mm-hmm. they said um, the standing and temporary recommendations under Articles 15 and 16 shall be implemented as soon as possible, okay? Well, shall in law means you have to. Yeah, and so that's a must. Don't take it from me. Read the um, International Health Regulations Review Committee's final report. I'll explain that in a minute. They said, well, hold on just a minute, okay? Something ain't right. Um, if you're going to change the definition of the word recommendation and make it an obligation, that changes the whole nature of the WHO and the IHRs. And Uh that right there, and it's not just one thing, it's the change of the definition and then the wording in multiple, multiple amendments that plays off on Mm -hmm. that language change. I mean, we're talking the 1984 Newspeak, you know, war is peace and love is hate and up is down and left (laughs) is right and recommendations are orders, okay? If you're going to change yeah. the definition of a fundamental word in the English language for purposes of the IHR, is it any wonder that everybody's confused? Okay, so moving on, because that's pretty darn bad right out of the gate. That's article number one. Let's Absolutely. just change the meaning of the word recommendation. Article number two currently defines the scope of the IHR, the, the International Health Regulations. The scope says if there's an emergency, then, you know, the IHRs come into play. 
well, what's an emergency? Yeah, who defines okay, that? We won't get into you know monkeypox and all the different things that happen, but um, the director general is in many ways um, a dictator general, and so if he says there's an emergency, then gosh darn it, there's an emergency. Well, they've actually expanded on they've actually expanded on that and changed the wording in many different amendments, not just this one, um, to state if there is the potential for an emergency or a threat, then he can declare a public health emergency of international concern. Yeah, potential. P H E I C or fake. Okay. They also want to let the now quickly. Who, who defines that? This one man, a potential. A potential threat. And who would define potential and or threat? One guy. He said one guy, the inspector general, can do this with the WHO. One unelected individual that's been giving, given authority by, mm-hmm. by all nations. Yeah. He can, he can do this because we trust him. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, let, uh, I can uh, correlate this to police work. Like, I mean, well, one one person could just let's just arbitrarily say that humans are the threat to humans. Hmm. Therefore, we just lock up everybody. Well, you need to identify which because, humans are a threat to which other humans. You know, well, it's think just, think it's what just that everybody. could be. Well, think about that. It could be. Well, let's see. The dark colors are the threat. To the light colors, or the light colors to the dark colors, or the uh, to, to, you right. know, you, you can, can start it, selecting yeah. nations. I mean, you talk, well, you could do it that way too. You talk but, about bigotry or pre- prejudice, and well, yeah. you know, or well, let's see, blue eyes, brown eyes, and you know, right. the, the, the light. I think I mean, that's been done before yeah. by a certain country. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, yeah, you know, said, yeah, I they, won't throw out any names, yeah. but history buffs, you you should probably pick up on that. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I, I mean, I mean, it, it it doesn't make any sense. That's preemptive. That's like me saying, "Well, you know, I've got this weird feeling about you, so mm-hmm. eh, we'll just go ahead and lock you up." Yeah, and you. Have, I'm sorry, that's not the way it goes. And you have been. You don't have to take it to anyone, right? Because you've already get. You've been given the ath- the authority right. up front. So we have the authority, yeah. and we're just like. Sure. Well, we think that there's going to be a threat, so let's now, just lock everybody in their homes. Now, I can tell you with that in mind. That's, that's going to work. Who in God's green earth would want to run for president or premier or, or anything? I think you would want to run for the inspector general of the WHO. And you'd there be in you charge go, of everything. Right? Yeah, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, man. So Ridiculous. This is, this, is, this is serious stuff. Let's, let's continue. The regional directors, there's six regions in the WHO. They want all of the unelected, I mean... Pardon me, John, but do you know who your regional director is in the WHO European region? Uh, I mean, I don't even know who it is in the United States region. Well, that person would be empowered to declare a public health emergency of regional concern. So not only do they want to fake you, they want to FERC you, right? And and so that expands the scope of just the fear-mongering possibilities. Oh, yes. All right, let's get to number three, which is the one that just made my jaw fall down through the floor. Mm. Um, India proposed crossing out language in Article 3, and I think you've probably even reported on this one as well. Um, when I read the international health regulations for the first time last year, and I got to Article 3, and it said that the regulations shall be implemented with full respect 
for the dignity, human rights, and fundamental freedoms of people, I, I took a breath and I said, no, well, that doesn't sound so bad. Let me, let me keep reading, right? I'm, I'm okay with that. There's a, there's a bunch mm -hmm. of things in the current IHRs that I'm not happy with, and I would like to make some amendments, but it wasn't that one. And so when I read that India would cross those words out, they would cross out um, with full respect for the dignity, human rights, and fundamental freedoms of people. And you can read their document, and the line's going right through the words. I was slack-jawed. I was slack-jawed. Yeah, like, like, and then I realized, oh, wait a minute, James. You know, um, I'm an optimist. That's a blessing. That is so egregiously just flat-out wrong. Okay. Well, yeah. it, it, it maybe wasn't a mistake. And you, anyone can see that is outrageous. A, a, anybody <laughs> who sees that and says, oh, yeah, okay, uh, I'm tired of all that pesky dignity, human rights, and fundamental freedoms. That's been bothering me. I want to get rid of that. Let me hand <laughs> yeah. it over to you. Yeah, all that, um, yeah. that cumbersome freedom we got. They call me, okay? But um, <laughs> this past week, um, on Monday the 22nd, there was a roundtable meeting about the amendments and the regulations, and actually they're also bringing in the United Nations, which is something we probably won't have time to talk about. Um, the uh, representative, or, or I should say the co-chair of the working group for the amendments to the international health regulations, um, he's from Saudi Arabia, he was speaking you know, from the table at this roundtable meeting, and he said something that again, made my jaw fall. He said that we have to restrict rights when there's an emergency. Mm. And I was just like, he actually said that in public out loud for everyone to hear. Wow. Okay. And so now maybe in some cultures, um, they feel that that's appropriate. Okay. But anyone who believes in, you know, the rights that are handed down to you from your creator understands that emergency be damned, okay? We mm -hmm. all have unalienable rights, and, you know, we can cooperate, and you can ask me to do something, but you do not have the right to, you know, do a, a variety of things that in, in, include the decisions that I'm, I'm allowed to, to make with what I do with my body. But for someone to say in public, that your rights must be restricted during an emergency. I'll be a little bold here, John. That man should be removed from his position. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm with John on that one. Agreed. Uh, that's. But think about this. Here, this is. Yeah, this is this leader of 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 a country, and, and he said Saudi Arabia. So I've got India. You know, first marking it through, and I thought he was going to get to them marking you know the you know fundamental rights we should we need to maintain the the freedoms and the rights that that we have you know as a country right. mark, marking that out i thought he was going to get to the point to where well if that's marked out that's going to bring up some serious discussion and then this guy comes out yeah. and says yeah we need to take the rights away from people during an emergency so basically to me, that's I, I know what he's well. I don't know what he was thinking, but my jaw drops because that's the tip off. Because it's almost as if they're saying the only way that we can control these people, right? People is to right. get rid of their rights. Now, how are we going to do that? Well, he just told us 
if there's an emergency, we have to control the rights and take them away because we need full control. It could be pandemonium. So I, I'm just looking at it in the other way. I think the question was, with this body of people that are trying to control everything, and they're very close, ladies and gentlemen, very close, and they're, they're thinking, and you can almost hear them in the back room going, how are we going to be able to control these people? Well, we right. take away the rice. Well, how are we going to do that? Well, that's easy, right. Ben. Yes. We'll have the gentleman from Saudi Arabia tell us. That's right. And all we need is, you know. We get the inspector general of the WHO to declare an emergency. That's and, right. oh, by the way, during an emergency, you, you have no rights. That's right. Now, that's, except, how you, that's how you do it. Except if you listen closely, it see, well, it's always basically a catch-22 in my opinion. Because, okay, here is, quote, the government, right? Which government? Any government. He well, said, well, it's a controlling body, so to speak. Well, the, they're, they're, the who, whatever. They're not a they're government. Try, well, they're trying to. The, well, the, essentially, they, they they're have trying been to given be. authority by all governments. Essentially, they're trying to they're, be government. But you had. Well, not, not. I'm going to disagree there. Well, they're a controlling body that that they're just they're the king. I mean, I, I don't even think they have it. They well, have they're no, trying to be the worldwide government. Well, the worldwide controlling body but they have you know i i guess government one world government that's what they're basically going for yeah well i mean essentially not, as I, I see it well i don't know you know because, because that's the the goal of the globalists well is to have an overall controlling body yeah so they're putting themselves in position to that is going to be the who but so whether you call it a government or not it's just that, yeah that's, i guess that's the role that they're putting themselves into is all i'm getting yeah at. but go yeah so, go ahead. it's semantics anyway so. right um but yeah, my my point was just that it's like you have this controlling body, and every time you hear a controlling body, whether it's government or whatever, that and they say, well, because I've heard this somewhere before, where somebody had said, you know, the rights of the people need to be restricted so that we can, you know, in certain situations, and I'm thinking, are you not people? So who's making the decisions if if people's rights, right? are taken away in an emergency, aren't there still people that are declaring the emergency and that are in control? So if your rights are taken away, then you don't have any right to control me. So it's like a catch-22. That's what I was kind of getting at. Because if you take it in full context, they're still people. They're employed by whatever the entity is, so to speak. But, I mean, they're still people. So if I don't have rights, neither do they. Technically, yeah. as a person, we'll see the trick. Yeah, you know, yeah. But so the, to but, me, it's like almost a catch twenty two. It's like you're talking in circles because you're, you know, never. You yeah, know, but, you're but, you're a person. You're part of the body, except you're not. You set it, your you you set yourself into a different quote body. Well, God, by association, just think about the, just <laughs> so think about the one that's cunning, baffling, and powerful, which exactly, which which, which is Satan. They did right. this very cleverly because they didn't force anything. In, right in appearance, uh, yeah. what they did, based on what you're saying, kind of in 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 this manner, they're not people. I mean, what what they will say is, you people gave us the authority to tell you what to do. But that's basically what they would say, right? And right. that they would be right because this was presented that way. Because what it's it's like, look, 
we can't we can't govern ourselves in this emergency. We trust you to do everything that you can do. And you you have that authority. We'll give it to you. So we we sort of yeah. We sort of, and I say sort of because, by the way, they didn't ask Mike and Ben and everybody around. I mean, we had we could not vote on this, and and that's where it's so yeah. So that's cunning. where it really starts to get tricky. Right? Yes, because yeah. we and so what what do you see once this is, this comes down? Well, you see the obvious. It's well, my goodness, it could be civil war. It could be worldwide war. It could be an absolute mess. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, because absolutely. you know these people don't. First of all, they don't have any desire to. You know, I mean, you, we we think the Republicans don't like the Democrats or work together. These people don't have any desire to work with anybody in the whole world. Mm-hmm. They want control. Yeah, and it's not just them. Yeah. They're placing this body, but there are some major players that are pulling the strings, and they want to control everything, and they don't want to work with any country. Specifically, because once they get control, they can just do what the heck they want to do, and you can say, you know, you know. So this government is full blown dictatorship, you know, and iron fist at the same time, you know, if it's fully implemented, right? And yeah, you know, to it, me, it very well could be yeah. implemented because we're not looking; nobody's yeah. paying attention. And you know? I could see this blowing way out of proportion, like down the road, like where, I mean, it's almost like a mafia type. It's like where the country could could pay a bribe to the WHO so that they can open up their businesses again and do something. But they have to pay the WHO a bribe. To, oh, sure. You know, yeah. It's like, and then, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, yeah. I'll bring up something that I've, I've brought up once before. It's like, with any of the things we've been hearing, um. Once you switch your mind, if you start looking at it as a business, everything starts making sense. But if you look at it for, you know, as a human being with rights and everything else, they're cuckoo in the head and they shouldn't be in positions that they're in. Right. And that's absolutely true. But if you think of, well, if I was a business, what would I do? And you start looking at all these things. You start checking off the boxes of all these things, you know, if you were a business that you would want to do. I'm, I'm just saying, you, you'd start checking off, oh, yeah, we, we can do this. Yeah, we can do this. We can make money here. Yeah, we can invest here. We can do that. Yeah, I think a more accurate state, I mean, that's how I look at it, you know. Well, yeah, I, I think you're right on the money, and I think that a more, for me— No pun accurate, intended. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe a pun intended. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I think— the 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 more for me it, it's you know if if you look at it not just as a business but if you look at it as a controlling mafia business yeah because there's that's power what they involved were. exactly it, it's You're not right. it's not a business that wants to operate fairly and justly and, and and obey you know and just buy and sell and make a lot of money well that's they true want too. full control even if they have to use force <laughs> you know coercion. Right. You know, uh, right. you know, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. You, you, you know, you, you, your taxes aren't thirty percent anymore; they're ninety percent. But you can still, you know, I'll leave you alone. But man, give me, give me the money. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Remember. Yeah. Klaus Schwab said, with the economic uh, uh, World Economic Forum, you will own nothing, and you'll be happy. Mm. That's their motto, and these people believe that, 
and you know that we are just you know to them hackable animals. So That's those a, are the yeah, people. Those yeah. are the people that are in charge. That's a sad. sad yeah, those thing. are the ones that are yeah. making the decisions. So anyway, uh, good stuff, John Campbell and uh, James. Uh, Roguski. Yeah. <laughs> my first time. My first time okay. uh, know, knowing this guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I appreciate good. him. Uh, good good stuff. So oh, re- yeah, yeah. Re- remember that name because I sure can't. Um, <laughs> I, I've already... James. I'm sorry, I've already lost it. James Roguski. There you go. Yeah. All right. Okay, Ben. Uh, good stuff. <laughs> let's, uh, let's finish this up with a word of prayer. All right. Father in heaven, thank you again for this opportunity to be out in the world and spreading truth, spreading hope, and and and, and spreading, we hope, uh, some sort of love uh, to our fellow citizenry throughout the world. And we want to just ask for a special blessing upon them, and may you reach their hearts, give them wisdom, understanding as to what's going on today and to how to react in the future. And Father, may our hope be in you, one that is everlasting and not temporary, and give us a sense of peace and, and security to know that no matter what happens here on this planet, we will stand for what is right, and we will stand for you. And as always, as we part ways, we ask and pray that every intent of our thought be pure, and we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to join us again on The Undiluted Truth. And remember, rock tumblers, with all of your might, continue to diligently seek truth. God bless.